Welcome back to Take the Points, where we are now 22 days away from Steelers Cowboys preseason. Adam Kramer, Marcus Mosier. Marcus, I've got to get to the the core of that bit of news, which is amazing, by the way. And also doesn't necessarily seem real. What will you'll be wagering on that, right? Let's let's get let's remove the stigma that wagering on preseason <laughs> games is bad. It's not bad. It can be very good. Uh, I, are you a real degenerate if you're wagering on the Hall of Fame game and making a DFS lineup and all that kind of stuff? I, I think so, right? I don't know. Like, I feel like five <laughs> years ago, yeah, well, the answer is yes. But I feel like five years ago, it was unfathomable. But like, man, we've been... We just miss football. That's what it is. Football. We miss football. Look, I uh, <laughs> I spent the... I was in a car with a good friend of mine uh, over the last few days, driving up, playing golf at Whistling Straits, head to Sunbird. And we were talking about some of the most disgraceful bets we made over the past like 18 months with COVID. And he had his as Nicaraguan soccer. Okay. And that made oh, me look on Korean. Yeah, baseball. of course. So preseason <laughs> games, man, given the depths of where we gone, uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I'm ready. Are you well, ready? I think so. Does, does betting on politics count as worse than Korean baseball? Um, I don't know. It's just different. Like it's just <laughs> better or worse. I don't know, but it is something, but I, is that, yeah, does that sure. seem like that seems to like floor me the fact that it, it were that close to that. Yeah. And we're what two weeks away from teams reporting to training camp, especially the Cowboys and Steelers. And that's when we get all the fun news. We've got hard knocks coming up in what three weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun, Adam. I can't wait, man. We got a lot to do. And, and so this week, of course, we're hitting the NFC North. We covered the AFC East uh, and we're going to be doing, you know, division by division as we go along here. Looking forward to that. And reminder, guys, before we dive into it, uh, you know, you can get this pod, Apple, Spotify podcast, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, get ready, because we are going to have picks preseason, regular season, doesn't matter where they're playing. There will be picks coming up. And one other uh, special offer to mention, new customers in legalized betting states can receive a free bet up to $600 with the code THEGAMEDAY. Again, the code is THEGAMEDAY, all one word, at BetMGM for our listeners in legal uh, betting states. Up to $600, by the way, Marcus. You could do some things with that, I would imagine, uh, whether you're betting preseason games or not. Mm -hmm. uh, don't bet on Conor McGregor. Just we'll, we'll talk about that later, though. I was in Vegas for that. I've got some, I've got some serious. Oh, yeah, we need to hear about yes, that. Yes, I've got some thoughts. I've also got a, a Vegas, uh, I've got a new two casino reviews for you that we could talk mm. about in the future section where we hit things uh, all non-football. Well, we start, of course, with fill in the blank, which is football. And I love uh, this part of it, Marcus. We've got some headlines. There's no major news, I'll say, but we've got news. And let's start. Uh, with some joint practices. The Eagles practice with the Patriots will lead to blank. Nothing, because we get joint practices every year. Like, I know there's that fun Super Bowl storyline when Nick Foles beat Bill Belichick, but these practices are pretty tame. We, we don't really get a lot of teams, you know, want our team scrimmages against one another. It's, it's just not a big deal. Fights. There'll be fights. There's always <laughs> going to be fights. Okay, um, we'll see. Yes, no, like, but nothing out of the ordinary. It's not like, no, like no. if you said the Eagles were practicing with the Eagles, there'd be fights. Okay, so one of yes, my favorite yes. things, the preseason storylines, it's really hot. Conditioning sucks. Nobody wants to be hitting. Everybody's sore. So you get these two teams together. Somebody goes a little too aggressive on a play and there will be a fight. It will mean nothing. And they'll probably nothing. hug it out 15 minutes afterwards. But you know, those first fights are coming no matter who it involves. 
I would say the Cowboys and Rams, uh, they have uh, dual practices uh, out in Oxnard. And with the hard knocks cameras there, I think that's more interesting, right? Because you're going to get some of these players wanting to be on on the video or, you know, on the, on the oh, yeah. episode. So I think that's more intriguing than the Eagles Patriots joint practice. All right, let's go from preseason to potential Super Bowl contenders. Anthony Barr comments uh, on the Vikings as Super Bowl contenders are. It's off season fluff, right? Every team is going to the Super Bowl. Every team is going to have a winning record in the off season. Uh, it's just, it's Anthony Barr being overconfident in his team. This is a, this is a, solid Viking team it's not a Super Bowl contending team even if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay yeah I mean what is he supposed to say right this is very normal like it's a good thing for him so he says that the Vikings are Super Bowl contenders if he doesn't say that there's probably a problem so I would imagine if you asked uh, a player of Anthony Barr's caliber who's a pretty good player on pretty much every team player they, they well at least most teams they would probably say the same thing again. This is the this is the part of this offseason script, Marcus, where we can turn this stuff into content. We are so starved for it. If if somebody says something outlandish that involves Kirk Cousins that we think is, and by the way, let me ask you this. I'm going to add a, a mm-hmm. bullet point to this. How wrong is he? Because I think the Vikings are a very curious team. I don't necessarily view them as a an immediate Super Bowl contender, but mm-hmm. if they could sure up run defense and they do some things right, I mean, they're you know. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, the Cousins factor is always hard to jumble. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all, especially if Rodgers finds his way out of there. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably should be the favorites to win the NFC North, but that doesn't really make them a Super Bowl contender. I think they are somebody who could host a playoff game, and maybe they could even win one, but they just don't have the pieces on defense yet to match up with Tampa Bay and the Rams and and those caliber teams. Uh, Let's stay in that division for our next one a little background peyton manning of course they're going to ask him about anything it's going to be news because he's peyton manning it's peyton manning they asked him about aaron Rodgers. he basically said that it is unfathomable that rogers would not play this year now i think this is actually kind of interesting so marcus i ask you the odds rogers plays nowhere this year are zero he's gonna play somewhere because we're just running out of years left that Rodgers can be an elite quarterback, right? And he's not going to throw one of those years away, just waiting to be traded. So he's either going to play with Green Bay or he's going to get traded. I just see no scenario where he sits out a year at what age 38. It's not going to happen. I'll say 5%. I, okay. I think that, you know, we're getting to the meat of where this thing has to sort itself out, right? It's kind of just, yeah. it's been prolonged. Yep odd awkwardness we get him at these golf outings he's very coy you look at him size him up the hair the, the just the general vibe of him does not scream urgency like I, I and i think that he's so stoic about this that if he wanted to go doomsday and green bay were to dig in there's a small chance that maybe you'd have this now if it got that far i would assume marcus that green bay would just have to move him and gather as much value as possible we don't really know how desperate they are here. I think they're hoping to salvage it. And yet I don't get that vibe. So I, I do think because of him, and if it were another quarterback, I completely agree. There's a, a smidge, a smidge of there where he says, you know, screw it. I'm out. You could deal with it. And Green Bay digs in as well. Don't we think that Rodgers is probably losing trade value or the Packers are losing trade value on Rodgers every day that he doesn't show up? Yes. Right? Because if he doesn't play this year, is somebody really going to trade a bunch for a 39 year old quarterback who wants a new contract? I don't think so. So I do think, 
I think by the time we get to week one, if the Packers haven't traded him, they're probably just not going to. I'm just surprised. Again, it's been very quiet. Maybe there's some conversations mm-hmm. behind the te- the scenes. I'm sure there are, but it's been a lack of leaks, a lack of movement. It's just yes. kind of a stalemate. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, okay, Von Miller, who is superb, went healthy, mm-hmm. basically says five to seven years he can be the elite player that he is. So I can I will ask you this, Marcus. Von Miller can play another blank years at the highest level. One, maybe. So we didn't see him at all in 2020 as he dealt with an injury. 2019, he was an eight-sack guy. And he was good. Like, there was no doubt that he was still an impactful player. But he's not the Von Miller that we saw in 2015 when the Broncos made their Super Bowl run. So coming off another big injury, I think it's possible for him to be a double-digit sack guy. But we're I think Von's crazy if he thinks he's going to be an all-pro player for the next five to seven years. 32, serious ankle injury that he Mm -hmm. says he's not fully recovered from, by the way, he's pretty close. He's had the ACL. That's a difficult position to excel in into your mid Mm thirties. I love the player. I love his game. I do think still a, um, a halfway Von Miller is still a, a, a good player. Right. But I guess this is how we grade it. Like I grade him. He's one of the most elite defensive linemen when healthy that I've ever seen. So at his highest level, I, I think that day is done. Like, I think we're, I think we're past that, but at a, like, as it, we're grading across the NFL, still a really productive player. Um, yeah. I'd say one or two years tops, but man, you get into your mid thirties and like, you can't LeBron your way through this thing. Like you are going to hit mm-hmm. that wall and his, that extra step, that extra speed, which, which is his greatest asset. It's just not going to be there. Yeah. I'll give you a, another comp, right? Like Rob Gronkowski the Gronk that we saw this year is nowhere near the same Gronk that we saw in 2011, 2012. Now there's spurts of it. There's moments where you see the old Gronk, but it's that consistency down in and down out game in and game in. I just don't think Vaughn can do that anymore, but can he give you 30 really good pass rush reps a game? I think so. Especially with good end on the other side, which he has. And I I think if this is a testament to just how good he was slash is Mm -hmm. that we're saying, Hey, it's going to be difficult to hold up. But again, kind of like Anthony Barr, good for him. Like, of course, you're going to say I can do this thing. And I'll, I'll also I'm say- I'm glad they have the irrational confidence. Yeah. Right? They need it. That's, yeah. that's what makes them special. I'll, and, and with an injury with like the ankle, there is in theory tread on the tires. The problem is we don't know the state of the tires. Like right. we, we really yes. need to see what he looks like. And then one last wheelhouse question for you, our resident Dallas Cowboys, I won't say Homer, expert. But it, it could vary day to day, week to week. <laughs> is Dak Prescott will account for blank yards and blank TDs, TDs next year? Now, this is Alex Smith basically saying he's going to have a massive year, which I think there will be company. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see how massive you believe it'll be. I'll say 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Now, the reason why I think he's going to accumulate all those numbers is because the defense is going to be awful, awful. Once again, we saw <laughs> last year, like he was on pace for like 7,000 total yards after the first five games. He's obviously not going to get that, uh, but he has a ton of weapons around him. The offensive line should be better and they're going to need him to put up massive stats in order to just be competitive. So 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns is not all that unreasonable. It's not. We got the extra game in there, of course. We're going to beat that like a dead horse. And the weapons are superb. Like, he is throwing Mm -hmm. to some fantastic players. 
Uh, I know you're excited about. I am too. I want him to stay healthy. I think he'll stay healthy. I think there'll be less reliance on the run game too, where you're going to have to have mm-hmm. him do that. And and you're right because the defense is going to struggle. You've got a uh, like a throwback Texas Tech offense situation where they're yeah. just going to have to yeah. put up. 40, 35, 40 points and hope for the best. In some games, it'll yeah. probably be good. Some, it might not. I, I think if he goes for 5,040 touchdowns, that probably gets the Cowboys to like nine and eight. Like, I, I'm not saying that That's those crazy. kind of numbers are going to put them, you know, in the elite category. He's going to have to do that just to keep them afloat. Uh, and I think he'll be awesome. I I, I do mm-hmm. agree. Well, however you define a massive year uh, and the, the expectations and the thresholds for that are changing, I, I think he's in line for that healthy upright he could be fantastic he was fantastic before he got hurt we expect to see that once again so basically two and a half touchdowns a game right like if yes. he averages that that's that does not seem all that unrealistic it's at not all. not not with that offense and just not with the way the game is played now and mm-hmm. and you're right just how much they're going to score um yes. he can do that absolutely um all right on the topic of touchdowns afc north let's dive in marcus now uh, how we're handling these divisions we just kind of jump in first at like a blimp view and then we'll dive into your top five players, which I'm super excited about, by the way, because uh, <laughs> AFC East, if we're being honest, you have some great players, but you don't necessarily have great names. This is this no has la- star power. Yeah, right? th- This is no lack. Yeah. There's names there. There's everything. And this is an uber competitive division that I'm going to be honest with you, Marcus, like I'm struggling with out of bed. Oh, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. We've talked about it already this offseason, but let's start with um, some storylines. And I'm going to go away from maybe the typical, the top of the division. And I'm going to start with Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I, am so, I am so impressed with him in so many facets that him coming back from this knee injury, like this is the team that we're going to probably talk about least as we're talking about the AFC North. And yet I'm so enamored with what he can be. I think the health of him, the pieces they're putting around him, the offensive line, what it looks like. I, that's the one that stands out to me immediately, Marcus. I'm not sure your thoughts in general, but I, I can't get over that scar on the front of his knee in those new uniforms oh, and, and oh. just how, how, you know, hopefully he's healthy first and foremost, but what he can look like, because I could really, I think that's going to, sh- you know, certainly long-term shake up the way we look at this division. So I love Jamar Chase coming out of LSU. I think he's one of the best wide receiver prospects that we've had in the last half decade. But I can't get over the image of Joe Burrow limping around the facility and then passing on Penny Suell, who a lot of people think is a generational offensive tackle, right? Like you, you know how you I felt this, about that. I was angry. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is are the Bengals going to ruin Joe Burrow kind of like the way they ruined Carson Palmer early in his career. Like, are they not going to give him enough protection or maybe do they think that, you know, Jonah Williams at left tackle is going to step up and uh, you know, Jackson Carmen, who they drafted in the second round is going to be a big addition. I don't know, but if the Bengals can protect Joe Burrow, this offense should be really, really oh good gosh. at him. And it wouldn't shock me if it's like a top five offense in the league. So I think a lot of people are expecting the Bengals to finish last in this division. But if this if this offense can stay healthy and upright, how how high is the ceiling for this Bengals team? If if they can protect him, good luck with those receivers. Like good mm-hmm. good luck dealing with that. Yes. Um, let's let's move to Cleveland. I, I think Marcus, for me on this one, it's the cute, lovable loser. Cleveland rocks. Like that's done. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like it's time. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's simple as that. Like you, you and I are Baker guys. We've talked about this extensively. The storyline here is 
the, you've got all of these pieces in place. Uh, I think obviously Odell, his situation, what he looks like in that offense, what the offense looks like with a healthy version of him. That's been a storyline, but I think in general, Marcus, it's like kid gloves off Cleveland. It, it's time to do your thing. The talents in place. There are really no excuses here. Yeah. I'm going to use an NBA comparison, right? This is like the 76ers. Like we're at the end of the process. It's a great comparison. Now it's time. It's time for the results, right? And we saw it last year for the Browns. They won a playoff game. They were just a couple of plays away from beating the chiefs, but now it's time to do it week in and week out and actually make some noise in the playoffs, whether that's, you know, getting to the AFC championship game, whether that's making a Super Bowl run. I think this is one of the best rosters in all of football, top to bottom. Yes. Go out there and do it. You cannot underperform. You can't have a nine and eight season this year. You can't be, you know, flirting with making the playoffs. It's time for this team to go. Um, let's go to Baltimore. I could go a variety mm -hmm. of ways with this as well, but where do you go? Do you, do you, is it, is it Lamar? It's hard to go. You know, when I look at this team, it's hard to go anywhere else other than Lamar, considering just the importance of him and also this division, I guess. And the two just kind of paralleling each other that as he goes, the Ravens are going to go. Yeah. We're going to talk about Lamar and how I ranked him inside the top oh, oh, five players geez. in the AFC North in just a second. But it's a big season for Lamar for, for passing, right? Because we saw an MVP season, obviously, in 2019. It took a little bit of a step back as a passer last year, but the Ravens have really invested in that passing game. I want to know, like, can he become, let's say, an average passer or a slightly above average passer? Because if he can, there's really nothing keeping this Ravens team from com not competing with the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Browns uh, at, at top of the AFC. All right, last one, which is the Steelers. I'm trying to think of the best way to push this. Um, is this a last stand? Can you even call it that? Or is that ship sailed? I, I guess you have to call it that for now. But to me, this isn't, um, you know, this, I, I, I don't know, Marcus, like with, with Ben and everything else, it feels hard for me to say that with like a straight face. Like this is the last ride considering A, the level of competition in the division mm -hmm. and B, just my general thoughts of the state of the roster and the decision to, stick with the plan that over the first half of last year looked really good. And over the second half looked terrible. I think Pittsburgh is one of the best value bets on the board right now. So currently you can get them just to make the playoffs at plus plus one seventy, And that seems crazy considering this was a team that was at 11 and 0 at one point last season, they're still going to have one of the best defenses in football. Uh, they have a really good receiving core. They got a first round running back in Najee Harris. I think the Super Bowl window has shut, but they're still going to be heard of. Like it, the Pittsburgh Steelers just don't have losing seasons. And if they get to 10 and seven, they're probably making the playoffs again. So I think they're the best value right now on the board. Okay. So you are last standing it then. You are, I, and I'm not, well, uh, like there is talent I, I here, but I, I just, yeah, they're just not a Super Bowl contender. Like I, I think those days of thinking, hey, they, they could make a run in the playoffs are over. They're just not that but they're not done either. I think just even talking through it, we'll get to your top five players here in a sec. Like this is brutal division. I mean, even, yeah. even the, oh, and yeah. if the Bengals, if Joe Burrow's healthy and the line is just okay, they're going to be problematic team. Like, especially at home, like with that offense, mm -hmm. like it, this is, this is a fun, really fun. And I think a really difficult division to handicap. Mm -hmm. um, but no, let's get to your top five. Now, do you want to start number one? Let's start number one. And, okay. and or do you want to start five? I'm going to let you be the the gatekeeper uh, of this. I have not seen this yet. So. Okay, we'll go five to one. There you we'll, go. we'll keep it brief. Drum on roll some suspense. Of the guys, so yeah, fair enough. Uh, at number five is Nick Chubb. I, I I think when he's healthy and he's right, he's the best running back in football. I, his combination of speed and power 
is just insane. He had 12 touchdowns and 1,200 yards in 12 games last year. He's just really, really good. At number four, Marlon Humphrey uh, for the Ravens, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He actually led the NFL in forced fumbles with eight last year, which is incredible. And then this is where it gets interesting, right? Oh, boy. TJ Watt against Miles Garrett. I prefer Miles Garrett. I have him at two, TJ Watt at three. I just think Garrett is the more dominating player. I think he's the guy that you have to account for on every snap. Watt is obviously super productive. Uh, and he's you're not going to go wrong picking either. But both of those guys, all pro caliber players. And then at number one, Lamar Jackson. You know, the, the Ravens have made the playoffs all three seasons that Lamar's been the starter. Uh, they've won double-digit games every season that he's uh, started. Um, he's an MVP. I think he's the best running quarterback we've ever seen. There's just what's not to love about Lamar. Okay, I've got some questions. Um, okay. How do you handicap in your rankings? Like, I think it's really hard to size up like a Lamar and even a Baker, who I want to ask about, and yeah, like yeah. elite defensive players. So how are you managing like position weight? Because this is a tough one because you've got really elite players and, and semi-elite players at, mm -hmm. at the most powerful position. And then like the elite of the elite when it comes to defense events. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I wish I had a great answer for you, but it's just kind of based off feel, right? Yeah, I the think Marcus Lamar, when, mathematical yeah, special. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. When you're an MVP, right, you, you've got to be put at number one. And we know how much Lamar means that team. And then those two defensive ends, right? Those are all pro guys. TJ Watt finished, what, second in the yeah. defensive MVP award. You have to rank them high. So, I mean, if we are going strictly off value, Adam, it would be the first four quarterbacks in this division. But we can't necessarily do that either. Okay. A, a few other thoughts. Uh, a, Chubb is, uh, when he got hurt, mm -hmm. my fantasy, it was crushed, my fantasy hopes last year. Mm -hmm. Because when he was healthy, he was the best running back in football. And he, he might the be the best running yep. back in football, actually. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then where does Baker fit in all of this? Yeah, I have him in the top 10. I think we saw him take a big step forward last year. I still don't think he's a top, let's say, 10 quarterback in the league, but I think we were certainly encouraged by his play. I thought he played pretty well in the playoffs as well. Uh, so he's getting there. He's not quite inside the top five yet. Okay. All right. I'm digging it. Um, any other tough omissions of your time? Like, what was your toughest leave mm. out you know what i mean of this because this is this is loaded this is a vision yeah. in terms of talent i, I would say Minka fitzpatrick i believe i had yeah. him six or seven he's a two-time all pro safety that can play in the box he can play corner he's really really good and listen you could make an argument for him over nick chubb or more over marlon humphrey and i totally get it get it i think i just prefer the other two players a little bit more but it's no shade at all to Minka. bama man Bama's love Bama world. Uh, all right. You could, so your video, you could see Marcus's thoughts on uh, his players. We're going to be doing this across every division. And now you can also see mine when it comes to prop bets. So what we're doing here, mm. we did this last week, Marcus, I come up with player prop bets, individual prop bets, one per team. Uh, and these are the ones that I made. I could tell you, I'm a little concerned because I've been a little over heavy in the first two weeks, but I am, I am playing. You ask about the, I asked you about the formula. Well, for me, it's, Mm -hmm. extra game and i just think the offensive numbers because a lot of these are offensively charged are going to be huge this year and i think that's going to continue agree. to be the case so my first one marcus let's start with the browns i've got mayfield baker mayfield over 29 and a half passing touchdowns i gotta be honest i feel very good about this i think that's going to happen this is one of the easier prop bets for me to make so that's what like one point 
five touchdowns. The, the only, the only thing as we just, you know, uh, celebrated Nick Chubb's very mm-hmm. robust catalog is him. He could have a yeah. MVP yeah. type year, which could spike this, but if he doesn't, and look, he could catch passes too, by the way. Um, I think this should go way over for Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, you're also getting back a healthy Odell Beckham and that should help boost the touchdowns up a little bit. They're going to score a bunch. I like it. I, I think you can get to the one and a half touchdowns a game. I don't think that's extreme at all. All right. So my second one, let's go to Pittsburgh. This is an under, a rare under for me, as we always support overs in everything we do. I've got Ben Roethlisberger under 3,900 and a, and a half passing yards. Marcus, I don't root for anyone to get hurt. I want Ben to stay healthy. I want yep. him to be yep. upright, especially in what feels like his last year. But it's hard for me to assume that he's not going to miss significant time at some point because mm-hmm. that's just been the formula. He's a warrior. He takes too many hits. It's it's a it's a product of belief and also a, an aging offensive line. I do think they're going to be a running team as well. You mentioned the I weapons, agree. but I yes. think Najee's going to carry the ball a ton. There's a lot that goes into this. Again, I never root for injuries. I can't d- use a disclaimer enough, but injuries are a factor here, and it's hard to assume that Ben's going to stay healthy for a whole season. So yesterday there was a report that Ben is on a very strict diet. In fact, it's stricter than Tom Brady's diet. How um, often have we done you- this though, Marcus? <laughs> what, what, I mean, what diet? Well, I'm going to say, do you believe this report? I don't about know. Ben or no? I mean, we'll I see. Saw him just- at minicamp, I saw him at minicamp three weeks ago. And let me tell you. That, that diet must have just started over the it's last a crash of days. diet. Yeah, yeah. No, I like we've done this like three or four times with Ben. Like again, yeah, I, yeah. he is man, that dude after football, like he needs like massage therapy at all times because that guy has taken a beating. Maybe that diet will help, maybe not. Um my, my guess for Ben is the diet was like, hey, let's lay off the IPAs and we're going to go to light beer for the next couple of weeks. All right, you, yeah, I need that as well. Okay. I think we could all give you a good kick on the Ben crash diet, but no. What, so what are your thoughts, by the way, too? Are you, are you, yeah, I, I, it feels right because I, I agree. I don't see Ben playing 17 games this year. Obviously there's this uh, agenda from the front office to the ownership that they want to run the ball more with Najee Harris. Uh, they kind of reform their offensive line to be more run heavy. I agree. I, I don't see them throwing the ball 50 times a game like we saw last year. I think the under 39 and 100 feels I, right. I think their best strategy is keep away too, by the way. Against some oh, of this yeah. division Put, is, rely on that defense, due, right? Yep. Yep. Rely on the defense, run the ball. Don't be a statistical juggernaut. And, and I think ultimately, you know, that will be the case. Even if he is healthy, I think that has a chance yes. to go under. Okay. This one. I'm excited to get your thoughts. Lamar Jackson, regular season rushing yards. I'm going to go over 945 and a half. Now he's gone over the last two years um, for this over a thousand yards. Mm -hmm. We have the extra game here. Marcus, to me, it is like they tried to turn him into a guy that maybe stays in the pocket a little bit more. And when he was most comfortable in the second half of last season, he was running. He was out of the pocket. He was his old self. There was some risk to that. I can't not acknowledge, hey, I'm going to play the injury factor with Pittsburgh and not say, hey, you know, Lamar taking too many shots. It's potentially a bad thing. But I think they're going to let him be him, Marcus. And I could be wrong about that. But I thought the second half of last year, you start to see, you you saw the explosiveness. Well, you could try to do that with a Josh Allen or maybe some others. I don't think you can do it with Lamar. You've got to let him run wild. I think he will. 
Yeah, I think Ober is a great call because he's just one of the best running quarterbacks we've ever seen. And it makes that offense so dangerous having him, you know, pull the ball in some of these read options and the design runs. So again, he needs to average was it under 60 yards a game rushing. Yeah. He's going to crush that. He's going to have multiple runs of over 60 yards a season alone. Agreed. So unless he misses a pretty significant amount of time, I don't see any way he doesn't get there. I think he could have one of his better rushing seasons ever, honestly. Yes. I, I and I yes. when when he does that, it is it is football in its most like joyful form. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is like Madden football fire up Michael Vick cheat code style. There's no one ever like him, I agree. including Vick in terms of what he can do. So I'm excited to see, I want that to be the case probably more so than I am uh, feeling good about the bet. And my last one, get a little receivers in the love. We've been pretty quarterback heavy T Higgins over five and a half receiving touchdowns. Okay. Marcus, again, I need your sanity check on this. You've got Jamar chase. Who's going to be great, but I think Higgins last year establishes himself. Great. Even after Burrow got hurt, he was still a factor. Mm-hmm. The only the only factor here that hurts is, you know, Burrow, we need him upright and healthy for this to cast. But I think if Burrow is like remotely healthy, Higgins could go well over. I think Higgins could double this number, quite honestly, if Burrow is healthy. Yeah, I think that lines off by about three touchdowns. I, oh, yeah. I think Higgins is going to be double-digit touchdowns this year. He played with three quarterbacks last year in 15 games, came under just under 1,000 yards, didn't really have a full off season. He kind of dealt with a hamstring injury for most of the off season. I think a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns is going to be kind of the floor for him. I agree. I, this is a team. This is a team that runs the most three receiver sets in football. They averaged the most wide receiver targets in the NFL. When Joe Burrow played first 10 games of the season, he's going to get fed. He's their best red zone option. And he makes plays down the field. So I love this call by you. Okay, good. I, that number felt wrong to me. It I feels really I, wrong. I feel yep. like I'm I'm stealing. And also from a fantasy yep. perspective, this is a guy I'm gonna be all over in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna be alone yes. in that regard, but I, I love him from a fantasy perspective. And I'm not scared of Chase. I think both of those guys are gonna get plenty and both could be yes. pretty good weapons in that. All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, I feel much better about these player props, Marcus, than I, I do betting the division. It's, it's a tough division it to bet. It really is. So so you mentioned something interesting with the Steelers, right? But here mm-hmm. are the current odds uh, to win the division. The Ravens plus 120, the Browns plus 145, the Steelers plus 400, the Bengals plus 2,000. Win totals, Ravens uh, 10 and a half, Browns 10 mm-hmm. and a half, which is, uh, again, I think a perfect line. Steelers eight and a half and the Bengals six and a half. So what are you, you mentioned the Steelers to make the playoffs is a pretty interesting Mm -hmm. bet. What else in here do you like? Yeah, I think I like the Ravens to win the division. The odds obviously aren't fantastic plus 120, but the Ravens are like the the perfect regular season NFL team. They're a lot like, I don't know, maybe the Milwaukee Bucks, but that's kind of a bad example now that they're in the (laughs) NBA finals. But yeah, um, They've got a great special teams. Their defense is always really good. And they've got an offense that can be really hard to stop if you just have one week to game plan for them. So, again, they've won double-digit games in each of the last three seasons. They don't make many mistakes. I think 11, 12 wins seems just about right. Listen, they got to 11 wins last year, and it was the worst COVID season in the NFL from yeah, guys. Good uh, point. Again, I think they went 24 days without having a full practice. So crazy. I, I think they're going to win the division. I kind of like the Bengals over six and a half too. I, I, I again, I'm, I'm putting a lot of uh, eggs in the Joe Burrow basket, which, you know, again, given what we've seen is 
maybe a little bit concerning. I like that. I like the Browns plus 145. I don't love the Browns plus 145, but I am a Mayfield believer. Forgot about Clowney being in there as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons to like them, uh, that you're banking on them taking the next level. But it, this isn't where I'm going to make my take my stand, Marcus. Like, there's nothing. No, no. I could see this division going in a variety of different ways. It's probably going to come down to, like, this is so tight to me that you start to get into, like, the field goal kicking, which, by the way, advantage you uh, for Baltimore. Justin Tucker. Yeah, man. but like oh, yeah. this, this division feels like it's going to come down to maybe a handful of sequences, which is really hard. Um, you know, longer season, everything else. I do think, though, it's going to be more competitive from the top down. And I think mm -hmm. from the down standpoint, the Bengals have a chance to surprise some people with maybe a win or two more than some are expecting. Yeah, just a, a really, really good division. I think this division and the NFC West are the two toughest to pick right now. I agree. At, at least in my opinion. Uh, so if you're if you're looking to pick divisions, probably stay away from this one. But again, I really like the Steelers plus 170 to make the playoffs. You like the Bengals over six and a half wins. Yep. That might just be the way to go. I, I agree. No, fun division. Uh, maybe the most watchable division when you factor in Lamar and everything else they have going on, have going on star power. Uh, mm -hmm. storylines even surrounding big ben it's going to be very very watchable so we'll have to wait and see you're in on baltimore to win i'm in on cleveland i can't knock you for that i mean <laughs> i think you'll kind of know where you stand though i don't think you'll have a pittsburgh situation marcus where like 11 games in there's 11-0 team i think they're going to yeah. beat the heck out of each other pretty early on here can i can i be clear i'm rooting for the browns to win this division so i probably i'll probably bet on the ravens but i want the browns to do it just because i think they've I think they've got the best chance to knock off the Chiefs. I really do. Yeah, and we, we've heard a little bit on this podcast about the steam uh, Baker Mayfield has in MVP betting, mm -hmm. one of the most popular MVP bets. Which I'm probably one of them. While I don't like being in a crowd, I, I kind of get it. Uh, so there is the NFC uh, wrapping up that division. So let's go to the future real quick, Marcus. And mm -hmm. I, I want to start with the past. Got uh, We do this with the future, right? And we'll talk a little bit about the Open and everything else going on. So I was in Vegas. Uh, for the for an event, but uh, and I didn't go to the McGregor fight, but I was in Vegas. A Vegas was as rocking Vegas as I back. Vegas is back, and in a big way. I visited two uh, new casinos out there. One is brand new, the other relatively new. And I want to give you my quick review: Resorts World, which is a massive, hmm. massive, massive establishment, first new strip casino I think in more than ten years. Beautifully done. It almost feels like a big field house in there. Um, if you like to play slots, this is for you. Sportsbook is almost non-existent, however. The sportsbook okay. is in like the back of a bar. Not great. Not great. Gotcha. Casino itself, gotcha. luxury. Circa, however, which I'm sure you've seen. Um, there's pictures mm -hmm. all over. Every, every, you know, our Twitter feed, someone goes there, they take pictures. Immaculate. It, this might be my favorite casino in all of Vegas. There are two sports books. They have an indoor one, which is an incredible cathedral. I'll put it on my Twitter feed at kegs and eggs. And they have an outdoor swim up one, which is pools, screens, ooh, bedding ooh. windows. Um, just honestly, it is a sports betting Mecca. And yet if you like to play other games, table games, slots, rooms are beautiful. Everything else, Marcus, we gotta, we gotta get a game day trip out here. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk to our producers gotta, about having a little game day we gotta, meeting out there. We gotta do some reconnaissance <laughs> here. So that was awesome. Now that said, Conor McGregor, UFC, your first reaction to this. Is it over for Conor? Like that's, 
as I was watching that fight, I had some some memories of Mike Tyson against like Lennox Lewis. Like, are we in that stage of the Conor McGregor career? I think we're there. I think we were kind yeah. of getting there before yeah. this because let's not forget before that, I thought he had some good moments to start the round. And then he was getting worked, man. He had some good up kicks and actually some good he had defense. A, he had a guillotine for a little bit. Yeah, there, but. and and but but Poirier did not look like he was going away. And um, look, he's still going to be a draw. Uh, but how long does he want to do this, Marcus? I, I I wrote about this uh, a couple of weeks ago at the game day. Like, you know, he just sold his his um, you know liquor company or what mm-hmm. he has stake in. Proper twelve. Yeah, yep. made like one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, and can do whatever he wants. He could box a Paul brother and probably make fifty million dollars, uh, which I think at some point is going to happen. By the way, oh yeah, without um, a doubt. Yeah, he, he could he could do whatever the heck he wants. So I'm wondering, you you have a very serious ankle, like an ankle injury like this, lower leg injury that he will recover from. Like how much, how many more leg kicks is he going to take? Because you know that's where people are going to go next time he gets into the octagon assuming that happens so well i I mean what this is a probably a nine month recovery too so like he's gonna be 33 by the next time he fights it's probably over um i would love to see a a ds fight with him i really would and i'll say this that dana white seems very much set on giving him another shot at poirier i don't need to see that fight again uh i don't know about you well what's gonna be a problem is if what if poirier ends up becoming the the champ of that division like are they gonna give him a title defense against mcgregor i don't see that happening right especially with so many other you know guys in that class being excellent i i'm with you uh he has his own rules because of the draw he is but i wonder how long that's going to be the case because um he's just not the same draw anymore yeah just not the same draw um all right as for the future are you betting on golf? What do you have going on this week? There's oh, it's well, listen. Of course, we're betting on golf. That's a silly question. Uh, yes, I, I guess. How much are we betting on golf? Is the better a lot, question. A lot. So we need to talk about who we're betting on for the Open. Yes, right? be, I like I like John Rom quite a bit. Okay, well, what about you? I I like Dustin. I like Dustin. Okay, eighteen-ish to one um, to win. He's played well here before. Runner-up in the past. I like Patrick Reed. At 40 mm. to one, I feel like this is a good- I can't bet on Patrick Reed. Though. I know, That's, you gotta, just, you just, gotta remove yourself from the struggle. Uh, and then I, I'm gonna do, every time I look and make these bets and they're over on the game day, I think about you, you're like the, the got like the angel and the devil on my shoulder, the devil being me, the angel being yeah, Marcus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. of bet something other than to win. So I've got Justin Thomas to make the top 10 at plus 200. Got I got Paul Casey uh, plus 290 to make the top 10. What are, uh, what's Brooks odds? Um, let, I'll tell you, I mean, he's got, he's not at the, oh, he's close to the top, right? Like any major that he has, let's yeah. pull up I the mean, list. He, here he always is artily. He's our 14 to one. So he's, the, he's yeah. the second choice. So 14 to one. Um, okay. I might sprinkle a little bit on that just to, because I like watching Brooks. So, but I think I, I like the Dustin Johnson call. I think, I think Rom and Johnson are the favorites for me. Yeah. Rom looks like he's just going to be doing this for a while. So it'll be very interesting to see how that great golf. Any, any other thing on, we got another UFC card this league. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously NBA final stuff, uh, baseball intermission, bet the all-star game. I bet the national league and lost by the way, pretty sad and trombone (laughs) there. Talk about preseason game. Oh, I can do better than that. I did bet my guy, Peter, Pete Alonso in the home run derby though. Mm -hmm. Uh, Homer bet, Uh, but I did win. Uh, I would just say that a lot of the, the sports books now are starting to open up their season long props for the NFL. Yes. We had, we, obviously we talked about a couple of them. I went to my favorite uh, sports book and looked and there was 
like a thousand different prop bets. So over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to just be uh, kind of digging through those, but golf, basketball, UFC this weekend. Yeah. Lot of fun. Fantasy football season. I know you've been doing fantasy football season since the season ended. Rank, yeah. Uh, rankings but, coming out on the game day. Our, Make sure you guys are checking that out. My, my homegrown, like a uh, long time friends league. We're starting to, everybody's starting to get the band back together to get the draft mm-hmm. in order. So, so really looking forward to that again. Uh, you guys come along for the ride with us. Cause it's going to be a sprint now to the start of the regular NFL season plus preseason picks and all mm-hmm. of that. So uh, a reminder guys, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, share. We appreciate it. We've got plenty of great content coming. Remember we have a special offer uh, from bet MGM, new customers in legalized betting States receive a free bet up to $600 with the code, the game day. And the code is the game day, all one word at BetMGM for our listeners in legal betting states. For Marcus, I'm Adam. We will talk to you guys next week.